This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act so you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Ruich. Hello there and welcome. This is the Story Power Marketing Show. My name is Tom Ruich. And today's episode is called How to Escape Procrastination Prison and Maximize Productivity. As always, I'm going to kick off today's episode with a story before I introduce our guest. A few weeks back, I read a great thing in Austin Kleon's book, Steal Like an Artist. He says, you're going to see a lot of stupid stuff out there and you're going to feel like you need to correct it. One time I was up late on my laptop and my wife yelled at me, quit picking fights on Twitter and go make something. I say right on, Austin. I think that resonated with me, or maybe I should say I think that slapped me across the face because I let the stupid stuff suck me in just a few days before I read that. It happened twice. First on YouTube, where I got stuck in the comment section of a video debating whether a play in a hockey game was illegal or clean. That debate took... 20 plus minutes of my life that I'll never get back. Later, I fell into a neighborhood debate on the Nextdoor app about pit bulls. Three dogs were on the loose after attacking a pedestrian, and the woman who posted a message, a warning to be careful if you're out and about, she called those dogs pit bulls. Well, that triggered the pit bull lovers who said maybe they weren't pit bulls. There are many breeds that resemble pit bulls. They said the woman who posted the message was giving pit bulls a bad name. The haters shot back. Pit bulls deserve a bad name. And the dog fight was on. I didn't weigh in, but I pulled up a ringside seat and I stuck around until the fight ended. 75 comments and 20 minutes later. I was stuck in procrastination prison. Meanwhile, I could have been making something meaningful. I could have been productive during that time. Too bad my wife wasn't sitting nearby to say, quit it. But here's the thing. We shouldn't rely on our partners to check those destructive, time-sucking habits. We can have the power to break loose from procrastination prison. Last week, I told two clients I was swamped as I set deadlines a little further out than I needed to. I believed all of that when I said I was swamped, but I wasn't thinking I need to push this deadline so I can waste time down the social media rabbit hole. And when I reached the edge of the rabbit hole, I could have asked, do I really need to jump in here or should I be working on something important? I forget who said it, but I saw a quote recently. If you say you don't have enough time, check your priorities. Remember that the next time you say you're swamped. 
Remember that the next time you stand on the edge of the social media rabbit hole. That leads me to my guest today, Les Watson. Les is a productivity master who holds the keys to help you escape procrastination prison. Known as the Time Lord, Les has a passion for and an expertise in time management and productivity. He works throughout Australia, where he lives, and Southeast Asia, delivering dynamic training programs to major corporations, small businesses, and individuals. And he delivers his knowledge online as well. Les's knowledge and skills come from over 30 years of experience as a trainer, speaker, and facilitator in self-management, motivation, and communication. Les Watson, welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. Great to be here, Tom. Thanks very much. Yeah, happy to have you. So I sort of feel as I told that story and knew that I was about to introduce you that I, I probably ought to just lie down on the couch and let you begin to conduct the analysis, you know, lay it on me. It, it's not, I, I, you know, I, in, in my defense, I don't fall down those rabbit holes often, but even with a consciousness of, of how to stay focused and, and, and trying to implement a lot of the things I've learned over the years, I still fall into some of these habits of, of procrastination, falling down the rabbit holes, uh, setting false or pushing deadlines out because I'm swamped. So help me, Les. <laughs> there are three, three points you brought up, uh, two distinct ones, distractions and priorities, and then you've got procrastination. Yeah. Joseph, Hel Joseph Heller said procrastination is the thief of time. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I love that. It's like overthinking and underdoing. It's like we get into thinking, thinking, thinking. Someone once said, what is it? Um, oh, it's just escape me. It'll come back. And it's about overthinking and not doing enough. Right. Paralysis. Right. There it is. Paralysis by analysis. Yeah. So I go overthink, 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 overthink. <laughs> a lot of people get the, the the time frame. I need to get it done by seven days. Yep. And the procrastination happens over time so that they analyze and analyze and analyze. And maybe they plan, 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 and they plan too much and never act. Yep. So sometimes yep. we need to just get into it and do what we can. Tom, you are you ever uh, did you ever come across the story of the pottery class where the the head teacher said okay i'm going to divide the room in two and this half of the the room i want you to make one piece of pottery and just take the whole of the time let's say seven days and make one piece it's the best piece you can ever make in the one day but it's only one piece you can only throw one pot Whereas the other half of the class, you can throw as many pots as you like in the seven days and have as many goes as you like over the seven days. And at the end of the seven days, who came up with the better pottery example? I've was, not heard this story. So it, it was the ones that threw lots of pots rather than those that threw one pot. Why? because they learned from their mistakes and went again and they learned from their mistakes and went again and again and again and again and again and, again and came yep. up with something that was 
honed, that was practiced, that was um, to the point where they shot, it shone as opposed to someone that went, oh, I could have done better, but I only had one attempt. So yeah, sometimes we need to have a go. Yeah, and what you're getting at in telling that story, which I love, is tying it to this analysis paralysis that what, what happens is if we get stuck in analyzing and thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking, we tell ourselves stories. We, we freeze because we're afraid of what, what the outcome is. The, the one who is pushing ahead and says, you know what, uh, I'll make one. It's not going to be uh, necessarily ideal, but I'll I'll keep going. In fact, I mentioned this guy Austin Kleon, who who is an artist and and writes business books from an artist perspective. Awesome, awesome author, and he talks about the importance of you know just release your work, free up your work, get uh, you know get it out there, and so much of what holds us back is this this constant thinking which is rooted in stories we tell ourselves of oh it's not going to be good enough or oh i i if i just spend a little more time it will be better and then we're just constantly pushing kicking the can down the road so there's a real mindset element uh, in this uh, isn't there less Oh, very much so. And yeah. we'll come back to my easy principle. So let's come back yeah. to that in a moment. But the example just happened. Yeah. I got yeah. in, a, in a situation where I'm being interviewed for a podcast for millions, worldwide <laughs> audience. and Galaxy-wide. Galaxy gal I mean, we're, yes. we're in other planets. Universal yeah, so. it is. <laughs> and, and the word that I wanted and the phrase that I wanted didn't come. Yep. Now, some people would go, oh, ah, oh, uh, ah, uh, uh, and get stuck and go, why can't I? And I'm an idiot and blah, blah, blah. And I went, if I keep talking to Tom, that phrase will come back to me because I've said it a million times. So yeah. where is it? Come on, come back, come back, come back. And it came back within two seconds. Yep. Based on what I was saying to myself called, no, it's all good. It'll come, it'll come, it'll come. So, for example, I, I believe that productivity and time management is easy. And the three key elements of that are action, which is the, the analogy is ES and I, easy, E-S-I. Mm -hmm. E for external action, S for support, and I for internal focus. And the point that we were just making was an internal focus. My internal focus is I am a good communicator. Mm. Mm -hmm. Is it perfect? No, it's not perfect. I'm not planning to be perfect. I just want to have a crack. I just want to have a go and it will catch up to me. I will be fine. Everything's okay. I know my subject. So I'm actually embedding a whole lot of stuff. People go, I'm always late. I'm always late. I'm always late. I'm always late. And guess what? They're always late. They're always late. Yeah. What I they say to themselves. I, I love that point, and I, I think it's James Clear in his book, Atomic Habits, who yep. talks about the same idea, he, he, that, that if you, you have to begin with redefining your identity, yep. if you define yourself as a smoker who's going to try not to have a cigarette 
for the next week, you're not going to be able to establish the habit. But if you define yourself as As a healthy person, a healthy person, you you will fall into the habit of being a non-smoker. You can adopt that habit much more readily. And it's all about that that mindset. You fell back on the mindset and, and the identity. I am a good public speaker. I know what I'm talking about. Sure, I'll forget a phrase from time to time but it'll come back to me. But if your identity is I'm nervous, I'm not that good at it, but I'll try. Mm, It's, you know, it's, it's way different. So that's such a critical point. And, and I've heard that discussed a lot in, in the context of, of just general mindset, but in the context of productivity, it's a really critical and, and, um, and unique idea to put that within the very core of what makes you a productive person. So thank what you. What did Yoda that. say, Tom? Yoda said, do or do not, there is no try. There is no try, right? Yeah. So the, the that model, the easy model is the linchpin of my business. It's the linchpin of my life. My, my wife will often go, so which part of, of the model aren't you working today? And I'll go, okay, let me just step back. So this isn't, this isn't a theory in my life. This is something that I work on a daily basis. What action do I need to take today? What support do I need? What's my internal? And sometimes the internal is about the action that I'm taking or the support that I don't need and mm-hmm. or, or do need. So we, we sometimes get stuck on taking the action. Now, before we get on to action, let me do one thing, and, and this will be fun. This is for anyone that's listening. I want you to put two fingers up that are about, I don't know, an inch and a half apart. Come on, Tom, join with me. Um, an inch and a half apart, two or three centimeters, doesn't really matter. And out loud, I want you to say with me, fingers come together and I want you to do it five times. Go Tom. Fingers come together. Come on. Fingers come together. 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 So for anybody who's listening, what happened to your fingers? Because for some people, the fingers will come together. For other people, the fingers will stay exactly where they were. And for other people, the fingers will go apart. Now those people, it's like, They're the ones that go, don't you make me move my fingers and they'll go in the opposite direction. They're the children that you say, whatever you do, don't tidy your room. They go, don't you tell me not to tidy my room. I'll tidy my room when I want to. So for those people who had the fingers stay exactly where they were, was anything like this going on in your mind? Fingers come together, stay where you are. Fingers come together. There's no way this guy's going to make me move my fingers. Fingers come together. This is the most ridiculous exercise I've ever done in my life. So notice that we're all saying the same thing, but our thoughts changed the outcome Mm. based on what we were thinking. And that has huge implications on your productivity and your time management. Because if you go, I never get anything done on on a Monday or never get anything done on a Friday, you won't. So Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. Mm-hmm. And and is it, a, is it an adage? Yes, it is. Is it true? Yes, it is. Because it comes down to what are you thinking? 
So that's that's the I part of it. The E is about action, and we we talk about procrastination, particularly around that overthinking and underdoing. Sometimes you need to do, but plan and do. Don't do for doing sake, because that's just kind of just tossing things around and and being busy for busy sake. So don't do that. But plan and act. Plan and act. Plan and act. They, uh, there's an analogy around um, arrows or, or guns, and it's shoot, fire, aim. Right. Now, what's that to do with productivity, Les? Well, sometimes, so, so ready, 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 fire, aim, ready, fire, aim. Ready so fire. ready, fire, aim. So when you do ready, fire, aim, are you ready? Yep. So fire it and then aim it. So in other words, you're doing an action and then course correcting. Course correction is perfect because you have information that you can then course correct as opposed to sitting there and going, I don't know what to do and I, I haven't got any feedback. You're right. You don't have any feedback because you haven't done anything. Yep. yep. All right. That's number two. Number three is support. And support is huge and hugely undervalued. There's two keys to it. Ask for support and be supportable. No, no, it's okay, Tom. It's okay. I'll do it myself. No, I'm okay. I'll do it myself. There's a person that's unsupportable. The other side of that is actually allowing people to support you, to give you help, to give you guidance. So that's part of it. And the other one is sometimes to get off your ego and go and ask, excuse me, Tom, can you give me a hand? And if yep. you say... No, I don't crawl in the corner and say, everybody hates me, nobody loves me, I think I'll go and eat worms. I go, okay, so Tom's not available, I'll go to somebody else. Can you help me? And if they say no, I'll keep going until someone says yes. But so many times people will take take a no as see, Les, it doesn't work. I tried your thing about asking for help and no one wants to help me. No, yep. you just asked one person, keep going. Support is available to you. Do you have people in your life that can come alongside you and help you attain what you're trying to achieve? Small business, family, uh, being a decent human being. You can't do it alone. I have a, a great saying here at the moment, and that is your independence is making you sick. Yeah, and and uh, I think that's beautiful. And you're talking about not flying alone and seeking assistance where it's helpful and where it's necessary. In the story I shared, I noted that Austin's wife said, hey, buddy, get off Twitter and start doing something productive. Go make something. And I said, I said later, you know, we shouldn't have to rely on our partners to kick us in the butt and, and get us off that procrastination train. But Actually, I think it, it is better to have that partner, an accountability partner, uh, who who is keeping an eye on you and who is holding you accountable. It's a little different than what you were talking about. What you're talking about is absolutely part of the formula. But I guess what I'm getting at is to what extent is having somebody who can to whom with whom you can share your promises and commitments and who will hold you accountable for doing what you say you're going to do. How is, is that part of your formula? How important is that the accountability partner? 
huge. It's absolutely huge. Yep. I've got two businesses, Get More Time and Creating Success Coaching. And part of the coaching is accountability. And it's not lording it over someone saying, what did you do? And, 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 and tell me, tell me, tell me. It's more, what is your commitment for the next week? And therefore, if you're in a group of people, we go, I, I, better, I better do that. So that group accountability is really, really, it really works. Then yep. you take it down onto a one-to-one -one level that um, I've got an accountability to go to someone to the gym with somebody, therefore I better get out of bed because yep. I yep. am accountable to them to show up. I can't just have them knock on the door. Hey, Les, get out of bed. No, that, that doesn't work with my self-esteem. So that sort of accountability is really, really important. Let's go back to that thing about distractions. What are those distractions and why the distractions? That's, that's the point. Because uh, as one of the other major authors said, you've got to keep the main thing, the main thing mm -hmm. and not be distracted. So what is your main thing? And if it's important, you'll make it a priority. So prioritization, again, I've got, I've got, I've got days of information on this stuff, but yeah. prioritization is simply uh, a case of making one thing more important than another. And yeah. I, I bring it down to A's and B's. A, an A priority is if it does not get done, the brown smelly stuff is going to yeah. hit the round twirly thing. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? And, so, and I, yeah. I don't recall whether it was you, but I had a conversation recently where somebody told me that, that the etymology of, of the word, you know, the word priority was always singular until around the late 19th, early 20th century, when in America, the word priorities, plural, began to emerge. And and I don't know the exact, you know, the Latin roots or, or whatever of, of that word, but but the notion of priority was there is one and only one priority. And all of a sudden, all of a, you know, in the industrial age here in in the United States, we started talking about five priorities, ten priorities, twelve priorities, and it's it's it just doesn't make sense, you yeah. know. To there there is one priority, right? That's that's what you were talking about—the one big thing. Yeah, the one thing. And can you can you define your one thing? And if it's one thing for the day, that's a good thing. Just one thing. And if you get the one thing done, move on to the next thing. It, it's okay to just be singular focused. Just mm -hmm. focus on the one thing. There's a, a technique of the Pomodoro technique where you focus for right. 25 right. minutes and have five minutes off. And and that's just focus on one thing. Here, here's, here's one. You ready? Close down your email client while you're focused on the one thing. I beg your pardon? Sacrilege. Yes. Oh, who is this guy from Australia saying close down your email client? My yeah. goodness. But it really works because you're not get. oh, here's another one. Turn off your notifications so that you're not getting something cropping up on the screen or yeah. pinging off your phone to distract you from the one thing, the main thing, your priority in that moment. Yeah, and here here's another one, Les. Get over this idea that being a multitasker 
is a good thing. I used to be guilty of this. I used to say, oh, you know, I, I can multitask. That's, you know, that's, a, that's a sign of I have my act together. You know, I can multitask. And all that multitask means is that you're doing a lot of stuff at once, not as well and not as focused as, as you should be, instead of stacking them up one priority, one thing at a time. Love it. And, and I've got a saying, starve your distractions and feed your focus. Yep. Starve your distractions, feed your focus. Allow yourself to, to minimize that that would distract mm-hmm. so you can feed your focus on the task you want to get done. If I said there was a million dollars at the airport and you had to get there within 12 hours, you would probably <laughs> do whatever it takes to get to the airport with enough time. So someone said, oh, I was late. And I go, I wouldn't have left the airport. I would have been there a week early. I, I would have <laughs> I would have camped out there for the million dollars. What are yeah. you prepared to do? And most people just allow that to just happen. And I go, no, no, no. If your purpose to create, you can create, but you've got a purpose. Now, which leads to that word purpose. What's your purpose? Now, I don't know if I can put you on the, on the spot, Tom, but quite a few years ago, I was able to do a workshop and a guy said, oh, you come in your business, what's your purpose? And I go, I have no idea what my purpose is, but I'm willing to find out. So I grabbed my wife and I said, we're going out for breakfast and I'm going to get you to ask me these questions on on, on my purpose. So we sat down and, she, and I, she said, okay, so why do you do what you do? And I said, oh, to make money. Yeah, but why do you want to make money? And we just did the whole why, 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 why. Mm -hmm. And she kept asking and kept digging, kept probing to the point where I got to the bottom line and the the lights went on and I've gone, you're kidding me. And and my purpose in life and in business is to bring life. Mm -hmm. And people who know me go, yep, that's Les. He, He brings life whether it's on a podcast or whether it's at a networking event or doing a training or coaching or having a family dinner, he brings life. And it's not to say that I have other things going on, but my purpose is to bring life. Yeah. So if you can, yeah, go. What I was going to say is I, I, what I love about that, you dropped in just a little nugget there, which I love, which was whether, you know, it's in my business, my podcast, whatever, or having a family dinner. And, and, what that reflects is that when you really discover your purpose and sort of know what it is that makes you tick and drives you and gets you out of bed in the morning, there's no real hard line between what you do in the office, your quote business life, and what you do with your family and your life. It, 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 I, I hate the expression work life balance as if it's two different worlds that you're living in there's a difference between sort of in the office versus leisure you know maybe call it work leisure balance but when you discover your purpose and your focus it it transcends it all it's 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 who you are not what you do in the office each day and particularly with covid um when you got when we got locked down you couldn't go to work so you had to work at home yeah. so it was like normally you'd leave home to go to the office and it was rather than living at work you're actually working at home yeah, what? yeah. And, and it threw people so that the whole world got turned upside down where 
you don't have to go into the office. So I can be productive at home. So I've got my office at home. I've got my computer. I've got lighting. I've got microphones. And I can communicate around the world to millions mm -hmm. just from my office at home. Yep. Yep. The other thing that I loved about what you were talking about, the why, why, why exercises, is that it aligns so beautifully with this isn't just about finding your own purpose and your own productivity. It's a it's an exercise that's also about helping you understand and empathize with the people you wish to serve. That same set of questions. Why? And in and, and, and story, at Story Power Marketing, when we talk about story discovery, we talk about trying to understand what makes your prospects tick and ask them what it is that they seek. They might say, you know, um, oh, I, um, um, you know, in the context of, of, of your business, um, oh, I, I don't want to waste as much time. Okay, well, why? Or let's, if you were not wasting as much time, what would that mean for you personally and professionally? Oh, uh, well, I would get stuff done more quickly and and easily okay great well if you get more stuff done quickly and easily what would that mean for you why is that important to you and and as you keep repeating that question you really understand what it is they desire what it is that makes them tick why they are perhaps suited to do business with you. I'm, I'm using it in the example of, of the services that you deliver, but this works for anyone in anyone's business. And so that, that whole notion of diving deep is something that applies for looking inward, for helping you with your own productivity and purpose, and for discovering your prospects and your clients for the purpose of marketing your business, connecting with them and delivering better service to them. So yep. I love that that exercise is so central to what you do because it's central to what I do as well. And it took me, it took me 50 years to discover it. It took another person, like some people were able to get it on their own. It took another person for me to ask me the question. So I didn't have to play both parts in my mind. Right. Right. What's that say about me? I, I'm very singular focused, so I, I needed someone external to ask me the question. So if you're the sort of person that wants help with that, just reach out. Just like we can do a Zoom uh, across the world. So reach out. If you need someone to help you with the, getting your purpose, happy to take the time and, and, and explore what that would look like um, because people need help. And, and I love it. I just – I love – helping people get attraction on their own productivity because when i did my own discovery of time management back in 1985 yes i know i don't look that old tom it's okay what happened was it changed my life the guy is an american a good friend uh, david allen and he wrote the other sure. book on yeah, time yeah, management yeah. called yeah. getting things done yeah and uh, with with David, it changed my life. I did some personal development seminars with him and a time management session, and I became organized. I became focused. I became a person that was on mission as opposed to drifting off and, and not knowing what life was all about. And it, it was an amazing transformation. So by having the ability to look after my time, I was able to look after myself. I became fitter. 
I, um, I was able to focus on what was important to me and I ended up um, discovering that uh, there was a wonderful woman in my life. So I decided to marry her and, yeah, and we've been yeah. married now for 30 years. And, and, and she le I learned from her and she learns from me, but it's really interesting how this stuff is daily. It's not a theory that's on a shelf. It's something that we enact daily. Time yeah. management is daily. You've got 24 hours, what are you going to do with it? And there are tools and techniques and strategies that you can put in on a daily basis that yeah. doesn't have yeah. to be hard. And and it begins with purpose and mission and vision. That's what you've been talking about. That without that, the tools and the tactics, you, you might dabble in them. You might you might invest in them, but without that sense of, of purpose and mission and, and sort of uh, a, a vision of, of why am I doing this? Where am I going? Why am I uh, using this time? Um, it, it, then it, it will, you, you may invest effort and it'll wane, but building that foundation i think is so critical and that's why i'm so glad that you've been talking about that for the last last few minutes and, and Dave, david allen has this thing called horizons of focus and the mm. top of the horizons of focus is purpose yeah. and from your purpose if you were to cast a vision as to what that would look like at the end of your life or at the end of 30 years 20 years 10 years what would that vision be yep and then yep. from there what's five years into the future what's 12 months into the future yeah and then out of that comes projects and out of that comes tasks right and so you you can change a hierarchy yeah there's a hierarchy yeah right. and it comes down to okay based on all of that what are you going to do today and yep. we're not we're, the silly phrase that we're not getting any younger it's not a silly phrase because you go boy the year's racing along this year. It happens every year. It races every year. Sometimes you just don't realize that, oh, I was going to write that book this year and I still didn't get it done. Oh, mm -hmm. I was going to lose the weight this year and I still didn't actually purpose to make it a priority and get over my procrastination and get stuff done. So what what would you like to do today? Yep. Forget, forget tomorrow, just today. What's something you can do today to get you towards the ultimate goal that you're after? Right. And the beauty of that hierarchy and paying attention, you talk about this as a, a daily practice. It's not like you go through, okay, I did the chapter on purpose and you put that on a shelf and let the dust collect. On a daily basis, you're reminding yourself and and that is how you catch yourself before you fall down the procrastination rabbit hole if if you know i i talked when i told the story about you know if if i had asked um you know i could have asked myself should i be going down the rabbit hole um, and spending time reading comments about pit bulls. But really what the, the ask is, is what am I here to do today? What's my purpose? What's my priority? And if you have those set, 
and you're visiting those on a daily basis, well, then it's really easy for you to say, well, of course, I'm not going to spend 45 minutes in the social media room uh, reading debate, you know, reading people moan at each other about pit bulls. It has nothing to do with why I'm here and what I'm trying to accomplish. And, Absolutely. And, and, and so that hierarchy is, is what you hook everything that you're doing on and what allows you, those are the keys to keeping you out of the, uh, the procrastination prison or, or at least letting you out if you happen to fall into it. Yeah. And people often say, how did you get to write this book? Yeah. Get back an hour and every day. And it's like, I, I was in a coaching session. It's a great story, Tom. I was in a coaching session in that room next door uh -huh. and my wife was beside me and the woman opposite uh, said, you know, you've got enough to write a book. And I went, no, I don't. <laughs> and my <laughs> wife hits me and says, yes, you do. Yeah. And I, I, I'm in circles where you, you don't just let a challenge go by. You actually take it up and go, okay. So I said, all right, yeah, I'm fine, fine, fine. Um, within 12 months, I'll have a manuscript. And having that as a goal and focusing on it, not as a, it's like it just became a thing. And every day I did something every day towards it. And 12 months later, I had a manuscript. Six months after that, I had a fully fledged book in my hand Yep. And I ended up on the Australian version of the Today Show. And you go, really? How did that happen? It's like I just made a commitment to do something every day based yeah. on a goal that I had set for myself called 12 months time, here's the goal. And every day I made my, my way towards it. Yep, I love it. So where can people get that book? Aha, getmoretime.com.au. So getmoretime, getmoretime.com.au and uh it will change your life and it's really easy to read it's it's i was doing an interview the other day and someone said oh no les has sent me his time management book how many time management sessions have i ever done <laughs> and oh no and they picked it up and went i like it it's really simple it's like a coffee table book you just pick it up it's got um quotes on the left hand side and pictures and on the right the a to z of being more productive so uh -huh. if if we if we just go to the piece on uh, procrastination, in the book, it actually says procrastination, the result of overthinking and underdoing. Joseph Heller said procrastination is the thief of time. Take action. If you're stuck, try any action. Choose and act. There are many causes of procrastination, but only one solution, taking action now. So really simple, short, to the point opportunities to go, oh, meetings. What's less say about meetings? Oh, and just diving in. Yep. Beautiful. And and so make note of that URL. Les is in Australia. So the domain is dot com dot au. So mm -hmm. so one more time the domain for the book, Les. Get more time dot com dot au dot com dot au and i want to give uh, the listeners something for free so they can buy mm -hmm. the book that happy to happy to sell them the book that's that's a given it'll change your life however if you go to the same getmoretime.com.au forward slash time tips there's a free download available for you you get 25 just really short sharp to the point it's on one sheet time tips you can look at it and go I love that. Yep, that one. I'm going to do that one. So 25 time tips. It's free. Just put your name and address in there and you can download a PDF. It's it's really good. 
getmoretime.com.au forward slash time tips, T-I-M-E-T-I-P-S, time tips. Beautiful. Where else can they find you? I'm on, I'm on the web, I'm on Instagram, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Facebook, uh, the website, Get More Time, Crowning Success Coaching, um, I'm all over. So you can just Google Les Watson, he pops up. It's like, what? He's everywhere. They don't call me the Time Lord for nothing, Tom. <laughs> there it is. And uh, any parting thoughts before we call it a day, Les? I, I think it does come down to two things, leadership and discipline. Mm-hmm. that everyone wants to be a leader, even if it's just a dog. So what are you willing to do to lead your own life and make an impact, make a difference? And then are you willing to do the discipline to put it into practice on a daily basis, leadership and discipline? So I believe that everyone's a leader. It just takes the coaxing and uh, the coaching to bring it out of people to create what they want. Amen. Thank you for that, Les. Thank you for spending some time with us. I really enjoyed the conversation. I should note, by the way, that it was Michael DeLon, uh, who's been on this podcast before, who connected us. And I am going to be sure to to thank him again yes. for this introduction. And mm-hmm. uh, I know that you and Michael have become uh, uh, very close friends. And and uh, I feel the same about him. And I feel the same about you. We've made a great connection since being introduced. And uh, I couldn't be happier that we were able to spend some time and, and share your wisdom with my audience. So thank you. We'll see you down the road. For listening to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. If you liked what you heard today, visit storypowermarketing.com slash resources, where you can sign up for Tom's entertaining, informative, must-read emails, download free business building resources, and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling. That's storypowermarketing.com slash resources to help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, and grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. 